This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Good morning, family of God. Welcome to Christian Family Church, Johannesburg. And let's give Jesus a great big praise offering today. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is worthy of His praise. He's worthy of our praise, so I say. Thank you, Jesus. All right, well, it's so exciting. We are starting a brand new little mini-series, a little pre-three-part mini-series here today. The Holy Spirit has been uh, encouraging me to teach the people on uh, equipping us, equipping the saints for the challenges that lie ahead. As I said, we are living in the end times. Everybody knows that. And the seas are rough. The stormy seas are ahead of us as we sail along. Dark clouds, lightning. But you know, the thing is that God is on our side and we are overcomers. God's given us the tools to win, to overcome, to succeed, to be examples to the unsaved so they can come to Christ. So here we go with this first part of the series the cross purchased our dominion. Go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. New King James. Follow along in your Bible. I always say that, but I'd encourage you to get your Bibles. If you can't get one, throw it away. Go to, get, go to the bookshop and get, get my Bible. Got 50 sermons in there, notes that I used to teach from. All right, have you found uh, Genesis 1, 26? Then God said... Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So God said, let's, uh, let's make man in our image according to our likeness. Let's make man like us. Like us. You think about that. Say, God made me to be like him. Okay. Think about that. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In, his, in the image of God, he created man. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and, have, and subdue it. Have dominion over it. The fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now the word subdue means conquer, overcome, master, tame, bring into subjection. Bring into subjection. So that's what God equipped us to do. And the word dominion means to rule as the owner. And that's the authority Christ gave us. Now God has this dream to create man in his own image and his own likeness. So why would God want to do that? Well, I can just imagine, uh, I'm sure there's several reasons, but 
I'd like to just mention two that seem logical and plausible. The first one is, God is a loving father. And God wanted a family he could love. And a family who would love him back in return. So it's about love. The second reason, God wanted fellowship with the creation on his own level. God wanted fellowship with the creation on his own level. God never created some creature that couldn't communicate with him. Could you imagine going out in the meadows and talking to an old brown cow for about three hours, having a conversation with that cow? I mean, you'd go back feeling really stimulated and challenged. <laughs> I really enjoyed that conversation, that brown cow. What a lot of information I got from the cow and how much I learned. Wow. No, I don't think so. God never created us just to look at us. He wanted a stimulated conversation. God created us as a conqueror, an overcomer, a ruler. He didn't create a failure. So that God never made a failure. God created someone in his own image and his own likeness. Now, to the person next to you and say, God made you in his own image and likeness. Now, say to yourself, God made me like him, to be like him. But unfortunately, Adam yielded to Satan's temptations. He ate the forbidden fruit. And because of this, Adam lost this supernatural ability that God gave him and God worked through him, he lost all of that, that anointing of power of God working through his life. He lost it. And Adam was now cut off completely from God because of the sin. And Adam lost that intimate fellowship with God. And then Satan immediately began to dominate Adam, who was defenseless and helpless. Satan began to intimidate Adam. Satan told Adam how weak and useless he was now. Satan made Adam sick. Satan stole his money. Satan caused him to fight with his neighbor. And Satan put evil thoughts into his heart. Now a man was totally lost, confused, without hope. Without hope of ever being saved. God intended for man to fellowship with him on his own level. And manage the entire earth with God's own wisdom. Manage the earth with God's own ability. But unfortunately, sin destroyed all of that. The only way God could rescue man from his dilemma was to send a new Adam, start all over again from the beginning. A perfect, sinless Adam had to be sent to the earth to undo the works caused by the first Adam, to undo the problems caused by the first Adam, the sin that the first Adam committed. 
And God wants the new Adam to give birth to a brand new creation. Just like the first Adam gave birth to a creation, God wanted a new Adam to give birth to a new creation. Let's see if that's in the Bible. Go with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 45. I'm going to use the Amplified translation here. They call it the Amplified translation because it comes across a bit louder. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Thus it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being, an individual personality. The last Adam, which is Christ, became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. But it is not the spiritual life which came first, but the physical and then the spiritual. So it was the natural Adam first, and then Christ, the second Adam, came second. 47. The first man, Adam, created from the dust, was out of the earth, made of dust, earthly-minded. The second man is the Lord from out of heaven, which is talking about Christ. And just as we have borne the image of the first man of dust, so we shall, and so let us also bear the image of the second man of heaven. Just like we bore the image of the first Adam, and everybody that's not born again is still in the image of the, the first Adam, so let us bear the image of the second Adam as well. Let us bear the image of Christ. You are an exact duplication of the first Adam. And you are an exact duplication of Christ, the second Adam. We are children of Adam, the first Adam, because we are born on this planet. You can't be a duplication of the first Adam if you are a Martian. But if you're born here, you are. How do we take on the image of the new Adam? How do we take on the image of the new Adam? The Lord Jesus told us in John 3, 7, you must be born again. Now, how am I to be born again? By confessing that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior, and that He is my Lord, the Lord of my life. When I believe that and say to my mouth, I am born to the family of God, at this point, His life enters into me. At that moment, I'm born into God's family, and that's how I become a son of the second Adam. I have to be born again to become a son of the second Adam. Ephesians 2.8 tells us, God saved you by His special favor when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. 
so none of us can boast about it. So the moment you believed in Jesus and confessed, yes, he's my Lord and Savior, that's how you got born again. You became a descendant of the second Adam. Now, 2 Corinthians 5.17, have a look at that up on the screens. 2 Corinthians 5.17 from the New King James. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. So notice that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, or you might say a new species of being. So all of you that are born into the family of God, accepting Christ as Lord and Savior, you are a new species of being. You're aliens on the earth, right? You're citizens of heaven, right? You're different to the unsaved, two different creatures. The one are dead and the other is alive. The one is the first Adam's descendants. The second is the second Adam's descendants. You are of the second Adam's descendants. And you have to be a second Adam's child descendant to go to heaven. If you're not, you won't. Jesus said that in John chapter 3. You won't even see the kingdom of God if you're not born again. The life of Christ entered into your spirit through the preaching of God's word. It's by hearing the word of God that this all happened. 1 Peter 1.23 tells us, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. Having been born again, not of man's seed, from a man to a woman, but incorruptible seed through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. This tells us that God has seed, like a man has seed. But his seed can't decay, and his seed is the living word of God. Hold up your Bible and say, this is God's seed. And it never fails to produce a harvest. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All right, so there it is again. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Now go to 1 Peter 2, 20, 1 Peter 2, 11, please. Dear brothers and sisters, you are foreigners and aliens here. See that? You are foreigners and aliens down here. On the earth. Why? Because you are a citizen of heaven. Now, what is God's image of this new creation? What is God's image? How does He see us? What has God created? Genesis 1.27 God created man in His own image and likeness. 28 and God gave them dominion. All right, let's go to Psalm 8, verse 6 from the New King James Translation. God says, You have made man to have dominion over the works of your hands. And then the same verse in the New Living Translation says it this way. That's verse 6. You gave them, that's man, charge of everything you made. 
putting all things under man's authority. That's pretty hectic, isn't it? That's what God intended initially, and that's what Christ gave back to us. Thank you, Jesus. Now, God sees you back in fellowship with himself on the same level of fellowship as he has with Jesus. God, brought, God bought this for you. He paid for it on the cross with a cruel death. God sees you in the image of Christ. God sees you in the image of Christ. According to Romans 8.29, God also predestined us to be conformed to the image of His Son. Praise God. Say that. God planned before time for me to be just like Christ. Praise God. Now you can see that again in 1 John 4 verse 17. It says, as Christ is, so are we when we get to heaven. No. Now, <laughs> in this world... <laughs> Praise God. As Christ is, so are we in this world. Praise God. God sees you like the second Adam. Yes, you are now a descendant of the second Adam because you are born again. You are a new creature in Christ. The caterpillar has become the butterfly. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, Apostle Theo, I see all this in the Bible, and it's wonderful that I'm an image of Christ, but even so, while I'm looking at these scriptures, I know in my heart it can't be true, because I know I have plenty of faults, plenty of failings. How can all that be true? It's just theory. My family of God, what you're saying is true. You have faults and failings. You do have that. However, that is temporal truth. Temporal truth. And temporal truth simply means it can change. It's subject to change. But God's word is legal truth, eternal legal truth. It can never change. It can never change. Mark 13, 31. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will by no means pass away. So one day there's not going to be a heaven and earth. But you know what? The Bible will be exactly the same throughout eternity. Because God and His Word are one. Got it? So that scripture cannot change. What will change, if you meditate on these scriptures I've given you here today, is you. You will change. You become more like what you read in the Bible and less like what you are now in the natural. Less like the old Adam and more like the new Adam. We can begin to experience and enjoy what God says we are if we begin to see ourselves like God says we are by meditating on the scriptures that I've given you in this very message. Go back, listen to it again. Write down the scriptures and look at them, read them, meditate them. So we must change our heart image of ourselves. 
by reprogramming our thinking with the Word of God. Don't just go home and say, well, what did you talk about today? Don't do that. Don't go to lunch today and say, talk about everything else and ignore the Scripture. This message is so important. It'll change your life forever. Talk about this message at lunch today. And take these Scriptures and read them again this afternoon. Proverbs 23, 7. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. What you think about yourself in your heart, that's who you are. That's what the Bible said. We heard about that last weekend. That's why it's so important to, keep com to come to church. Come to church every weekend. To keep listening to sermons like this one. Somebody said, Apostle Theo just tries to brainwash you. Don't go to that church. You get your brains washed. Well, it's true. We need our brains washed, right? It's true, I do wash your brains with the Bible, of course. It gets rid of, gets rid of all the stinking thinking. I'd like to recommend my books to help you wash your brains. Please go get my books. Read them over and over. There's plenty of books out there I've written. And they'll wash your brains and, and help you walk in the power of God. Walk in your new creation power and abilities. Now let's look at God's image of us. Let's see how God sees us. In Numbers 13, Moses sent 12 spies to spy out the land of Canaan. Ten of these spies said, we can't take the land of Canaan because there's giants in the land. And two spies said, we can. Now, do you know why these ten spies made this confession of doubt and unbelief? Do you know why? Because of their lack of faith, they end up having a bad image of themselves. Because of their lack of faith in God, they end up having a bad image of themselves. This God who parted the Red Sea, who ran down all the plagues on Egypt and brought them right out there. This God, who did all the miracles, can't take them into Canaan. He can't conquer the giants. Because huh. the lack of faith in God and His mercy on their behalf, they end up with a bad image of themselves. They saw themselves as losers. Numbers 13, 33. There we saw the giants. This is what they said. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Now these 11, 12-foot giants, of course they're big, I know. They're big and strong, and they weigh 200, they weigh 400, 500 pounds of muscle. And um, so I can imagine that these Israelites, when they saw these giants, if they didn't have faith in God to beat them, to conquer the giants, they would have shivered in their boots. But look at this confession. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. When we looked at us and we looked at them, we said, we're like, I'm like a grasshopper. And then, and then, this is amazing, and so we were in their sight. They looked at us and they thought, look at that grasshopper. And so we were in their sight. They said, 
Now, this is the Israelite thinking. The giant looks and says, hmm, look at that grasshopper. Now, I want to know, how on earth the Israelites can actually know what the giants are thinking? You see, people who have no faith in God see themselves as losers. Everybody has a bad opinion on them, according to their, their um, you know, their, the way they see life. These people I can go to rugby and sit on the top of the grandstands, look down on the field so far away you need binoculars, and when the scrum happens, they'll say, look at that, Fred. Those people are gathering together on the field there to talk about me. They're talking about me down there in the, in the rugby field. That's how they feel. Because they don't have any faith in God, they see themselves as losers, and everybody's talking about them. Not so. Not so. Some Christians have grasshopper images of themselves. Why? Their mind is not renewed to the Word of God. The result is small faith and a bad image. What is God's image of you? That's the question, right? Romans 8.15. So you should not be like cowering fearful slaves. You should behave instead like God's very own children, adopted into His family, calling Him Father, dear Father. Behave like God's very own children. For His Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our hearts and tells us that we are God's children. And since we are His children, we will share His treasures for everything God gives to His Son Christ is ours too. So that everything God gave to His Son Christ is mine as well. Whatever God did for Christ at the resurrection, He was doing for us. Whatever God did to Christ at the resurrection, He was doing to us. Because Christ is our substitute. He went there to the cross in our place. God paid for you to have. God paid for you and me to have. All the attributes of Christ working through us. He paid for us to have all the quality of Christ working through us. And all the abilities of Christ to work through us. The nature and the character of Christ to work through us. He bought all that for us at the resurrection. For example, say this please. Say this please. I am wise with Christ's wisdom. I am wise with Christ's wisdom. Say this, I am strong with Christ's strength. I am righteous with Christ's righteousness. I am alive with the life of Christ. I am complete in Christ. I am perfect in Christ. Can you see that? That's what God has made us into at the resurrection. Ephesians 4.24, you must display a new nature because you are a new person created in God's likeness, righteous, 
holy and true. Can you see you've been recreated again by the second Adam into God's likeness? Praise God. Once again, we are in the likeness, an image of God through the born again experience. That's who you are. The devil's paranoid and afraid of you. Do we understand that, child of God? Circumstances are afraid of you because you have creative power of Christ in you. And change the circumstances. Talk to them. Get mad at them. When I was in Hawaii with Pastor Bev in 2015, I had a dream. I dreamt I was watching Christ in the fires of hell during, after his death on the cross, during those three days. Now, if you don't believe he went to hell for three days during that period of time between death and resurrection, get my book on the blood covenant. I've got tons of scriptures in there proving conclusively that Christ went to the fires of hell in our place to suffer our punishment. I've got the scriptures in there. I've had them there for years. And I've had several debates about that. And you can't argue the Bible. All right? So I've done my research. I'm not going to talk about it now. It's all there in my book. If you want to help somebody with that, get the book and do that. Now, so, I had this dream. I was watching Christ in the fires of hell during those three days. And I was, I was there in spirit. And I could see him being tormented. And then, all of a sudden, he was raised to life. This is what happened. The anointing, the Spirit of God, came and entered him, into him being, his being. says, in spirit, he was raised to life. In spirit, he was raised to life. The Bible tells us, because of our sin, he was put to death. The Bible says, because of our righteousness, he was made alive. Because of our righteousness, he was made alive. You see, he was in hell being punished for your sin and mine. And the moment God said, I have punished the human race enough, the moment God said the human race is forgiven, there was no more need for Christ to suffer in the fires of hell. He wasn't suffering for his sin, he was suffering for our sin, and he was released, bang, back to life. The life of God, the Spirit of God entered back into him. Remember on the cross, he said, Father, Thy hands I cut my spirit. And he said, why have you forsaken me? At that point, he entered death. So now, here he enters life. The life of God enters him. I saw that. I saw him stand up instantly in the life of God. But now when the life of God entered him, at that trillionth of a second, the Spirit of God hit me. And I had the same experience that Christ had. And I woke up and I said, what is this? 
And instantly I realized God was saying, Adam, uh, Christ was your substitute. And everything I did to Christ and everything I did for Christ at that time was me doing it for the new creation. I was creating a new creation and paying for that. The price was being paid for the new creation. And I was creating the new creation in Christ at the time. That's why if you are in Christ, you are a new species of being. The moment you say yes to Christ, bang, that enters you. What was paid for at the cross becomes yours when you say, thank you, Jesus, come into my heart. Now, I'm going to continue on with this very powerful message next weekend. You can't miss it, please, family. Don't miss it. Be here. Remember this if you're watching live stream. You can sit and watch somebody else swim in a hot day in the pool. You're not going to get the same pleasure till you jump in the water yourself. That's the difference of being, being in church and watching online. All right, come on to church next weekend. Now, Pastor Bev and I, I love you with all our hearts forever. We're going to do the altar call. And then if you need prayer, you can come forward. The pastors are up here ready to pray for you. The leaders are up here ready to pray for you. So whatever it is you need, you want to be full of the Holy Ghost, you want to pray in tongues, you want to uh, receive healing or financial needs or family needs, God answers prayer. Come on up here and they will pray for you. In the meantime, please bow your heads, everybody. Close your eyes if you don't mind. I'm going to invite all believers to pray. All believers to pray at this time. If you are here and you don't know Christ, you don't know Jesus, and you're not born again, and you are not going to heaven yet, you need to have that assurance in your heart right now. You need to know that you will go to heaven one day. And you can. Right now, you can receive that assurance. You can go home today rejoicing, at peace, excited, knowing that you are God's child and you're on your way to heaven. And if that's what you want, raise your hand when I count to three and by so doing, you are showing God that you invite God to speak to you and give that to you, and He will. You've got to invite Him. You've got to invite Him. He won't force you to take anything. All right? So let's count to three. Put your hand up. You ready? One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. I see hands going up everywhere. Keep your hands raised now, please. Keep your hands raised right up in the air. Somebody knows how to pray is going to put their hand on your shoulder to let you know we love you and Jesus loves you while I say this prayer. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Keep those hands raised now. All right. I invite everybody here to say the prayer with me, especially you that raised your hands. Especially you that raise your hands. Why don't you stand up and we'll pray together while we stand. Everybody stand. Not everybody, those who raise their hands. You stand up right now with that person. Let's make this meaningful, okay? 
We're going to pray this prayer together, make it meaningful. All right, so stand up and say this. You know, Jesus died naked on the cross for you, right? So you can stand in church. That's a lot easier than dying on the cross naked. So you can stand in church. Show God you mean business. Go on, stand up. There you go. Now, you can, you can, turn, your, you can turn around, put, stretch your hand out towards these precious people standing up. Stretch your hand out for these precious people standing up. Everybody, okay. Now, everybody say the prayer, especially you that raise your hands. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes and pray. Say this, dear God in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus. You punished Jesus in my place. You punished him for my sins so I can be forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. Please forgive me, Lord, for all of my sins. I'm truly sorry, Jesus. I repent. Thank you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Save my life. Thank you, Jesus. I declare from today, you are my Lord and my Savior. And I will live for you with all of my heart forever. I will do what you want. Your will be done, not mine. Praise God. I am now God's child. I am now saved. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I am bound for heaven. I am God's child. God is my Father. I'm bound for heaven. Praise Jesus. All right. Give him a big praise to God, will you? Now, don't sit down, don't sit down, don't sit down. I want you, please, to go with the person who prayed for you to a place of prayer. You'll be there just a, a brief moment, and we're going to talk to you about your new choice, your new journey with Jesus. This is extremely important. Extremely important. This is step number two in your brand new journey to follow Jesus as the Lord of your life. And Jesus wants you to go now. He wants you to go right now to that place of prayer. So go, please, and be ministered to, and then you'll be free to go. Or you can come here and be prayed for on the platform with the other people on the platform, below the platform. As people come down here, you can join them when you come out there, okay? All right. God bless you. We love you. Pastor Bev and I are praying for you, and we'll see you next weekend or on Tuesday night at prayer. Don't forget, Tuesday night's very powerful prayer meeting. Very, very, very powerful right here in the auditorium, taking back what Satan has stolen. I'll be teaching, and we're turning off the uh, live stream on Tuesday nights because I'll be saying some things that I don't want to get out, but it's just for us, all right? God bless you. Love you all. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, 
We hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 